0: The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service, nor does it reflect the
1: views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. So once again, welcome everybody to uh, our Sunday call, now called Out Your Thoughts. Um, gosh, it is August 13th already can you believe where the year has gone um it just seems like the time flies by i don't know about you guys but it flies by for me pretty soon we're going to be getting into the holidays which is my favorite time of year uh you know christmas will be coming around the corner and we'll be doing all kinds of good christmas stuff and going to christmas parties and all that so yeah, it's, it's, we're coming into my favorite time of year. So anyway, okay, well, welcome again. My name is Trish. Um, I am the facilitator for this call. Uh, our host today is Mr. Ray Campbell. Thank you, Ray, very much for being here and assisting us.
2: You're welcome. Um,
1: we, this is kind of an open forum for us, but once in a while I will present a topic that I think might be of interest. And today, uh, and again, you guys can discuss anything you want, any topic you want. But today I thought we would talk about residential schooling versus um, mainstreaming. Now, you know, growing up, we all took different paths. Obviously there are tons of variables that played a role in our lives as we grew up, um, which obviously also determined how we are today as adults, how we be- what we've become today as adults. We had a lot of influences growing up, family, schooling, friends, all kinds of stuff. Today, I thought we would focus on the residential versus mainstream. And I would like to know um, from you guys, number one, which one did you attend? um what what effect do you think the school that you attended what type of effect do you think it had on you as the person you have become today and then the other thing is do you feel that you received a well-rounded education that prepared you to live a life of independence and equality and quality I should say um you know um like i said we grew up differently and now no matter what school you attended what type of school i should say we live in a sighted world so you know i want to hear from you guys what how it was when you were growing up and you know tell us your experience a little bit about your experiences and reflect on the mm-hmm. questions that i presented to you so Ray, who is going to be going first?
2: Well, first of all, we actually have somebody I know pretty well. Karen Campbell's hand is up. Uh, Karen, go
1: right, Karen go, go right ahead. ahead.
3: Okay, Hi, I, Karen. Was, um, hey, I was in uh, mainstream. Started out is uh, in a uh, self-contained, and then once. Then it went to resource, and seven through grade seven through twelve, I was in in a resource room. I was never in a school in my home district past kindergarten. Um, basically, I think that I got a good education. Um, I did get some services outside of. Uh, classroom like O&M and and that helped. I would later go through our adult rehab because I lost some more vision later and that further Mm -hmm. prepared me but as far as the education, at the time I went through school, we never thought that I would need braille so I was definitely a large print user and Mm -hmm. um, I thought at the time that it prepared me um, to li- to live a good life, and I think mm-hmm. and I think I have come out uh, well. Excellent. Okay, and and I'm sorry,
1: you know, Jaws was jabbering when you got started. Did you say you went to residential?
3: No, mainstream. Mainstream started okay. self-contained, and then went went up to resource. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay.
1: Okay, Wonderful. Thank you, Karen. And thank you again for being here. No problem. problem. Who's
0: next? Ah, Doug Hall. Mr. Doug.
1: Hello. Hi, Trish.
0: Um, Let you know, I went to public school throughout. I did not go to residential and I really feel that um, it was not good for me. Um. I went to public school. My mother wouldn't allow me to go to a residential school. That was part of the problem. But I received itinerant Braille instruction for three hours a week, and that's definitely not enough in terms and no technology. And frankly, being in public school, this was pre-eight, and we talked about this the other day. This is pre-ADA. I was not, as a blind student, I was not permitted to take phys ed. I was not mm-hmm. permitted to take shop. I was not permitted to take anything that they felt would be uh, a liability. So,
1: yeah, a
0: residential school would have allowed me to take things like that. And I, I think the difference. Also, I think
1: mm-hmm.
0: as a, uh, a a disabled student, I think as a residential, I may have been off. I hopefully would have been offered things that I was not offered in public school. However. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know, since I've never attended a residential school, I feel academically I received excellent education. Of course, I was in New York. But I, I feel that a pen, attending a public school, I did receive excellent academic education, but I, I did not receive, to me, good adaptive skills. And I, I, wish, mm-hmm. I wish that I had had the opportunity Uh, Having worked at Mm -hmm. the center, um, I worked, I mean, I worked as a counselor, I worked with people both who attended public school and those who attended um, residential schools and both, and I feel there's a place Mm -hmm. for both of them.
1: Right, right, yeah, well, Thank you for that, Doug. It's a shame they they wouldn't let you participate. And back then, I don't think there was very good technology, unfortunately. These kids today have it, not have it made, but they have so much more at their fingertips. So, yeah. But
0: anyway, thank you so much, Doug. Appreciate it. For instance, mobility-wise, I didn't receive mobility in school. I didn't receive mobility until I was a teenager because it was not being offered. And I, I wish oh, I had been. yeah. I wish, in a, maybe in residential, I may have been offered mobility skills. I don't I'm know. I'm sure you
1: would have. Yeah, 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 yeah. All righty. Thank you, Doug. Okay. Ray, Thank who's you. next?
0: Linda
2: S. You may unmute.
1: Linda, welcome.
2: Linda, Linda you're still showing There we are. Now you're you're unmuted. Now you're unmuted.
4: All righty. It takes a while, you know. Hey, Linda. Welcome, welcome. (laughs) Hey, thank you. Well, this is... Oh, be quiet. Not you guys. Um, So this is a really interesting topic, and I'm glad that you brought it up because we don't talk about this. Um, Mm -hmm. I had the best of both worlds, in a sense, I started school at the Nebraska City School for the Blind um, when I was four years old. My parents mm-hmm. drove over two hundred miles to take me there and pick me back up every other weekend. Um, oh, okay. Then, when I was seven, my dad found a job in California, and we moved to California, and I was mainstreamed, and that's where the abuse mm-hmm. began. Um, because Mm. I had a resource teacher that would, um, tell us she'd bang on our head. She'd kind of take her knuckles and wrap on our heads and say,
5: um,
4: you know, remove the cobwebs from your head, or you belong in the dunce corner, or she'd take a ruler and slam it on the braille writer, scare the, you know, (laughs)
5: um, scare us Uh, out, you know,
4: um, so Mm -hmm then, and my parents, you know, it's like, oh, well, the teacher's right. And if you get in trouble in school, then you're going to be in double trouble when you get home. Mm
6: -hmm. So
4: then I started hiding my homework until I got found out because I didn't want to be yelled at. And to this day, I still have anxiety over tones of voices. Oh, um, it's a shame. You know, yeah. um, so, but I, I turned out well. I had a lot of sighted friends and blind friends. Uh, you know, the blind friends were in mm-hmm. the resource room. The sighted friends were in the regular classroom. And my parents kept saying, you know, telling me, oh, well, you can do anything. And then when I was a teenager, Then they started saying, no, you can't do everything, you know, and that's when I became really rebellious. (laughs) So, which has Uh, helped me because I know when my kids were teenager, when they were teenagers, they couldn't pull anything over on me because I'd already been mm -hmm. there and done that. Um, Exactly. And my last point is that I didn't receive mobility until I was 15. Um, and so when I was in elementary school and junior high, we didn't have canes and we'd have to carry our braille writers and books. And, you know, it -hmm. was, it was awful. Um, so Mm. those are the points that I wanted to make, but I'm, glad we need to talk more about this because I think a lot of the issues that we have today are stemming from Mm -hmm. the the abuse or the things that we endured when we were kids. So thank you for the topic.
1: Oh, you are welcome. And and you are right. Like I said, what happens to us as we're growing up does have a huge influence on, on how we turn out as adults. So thank you for yeah. sharing that. You're I appreciate welcome. that. Thank you. Ray?
7: Mr. Tom Kaufman, you are next.
1: Mr. Mr. Tom, welcome. Your first time on my call.
2: Oh, okay, I'll I press the bell button. Okay. Um, thank you, Trish and Ray. Good afternoon all. Uh, well, my experience, I'll, I'll make to a residential school uh all my life from kindergarten on up and and um for me and, and maybe it was partially my fault it wasn't very really ple- it wasn't pleasant it, it, it's uh it's something i really want really, really wouldn't want to have to go back and do it over uh i started when i was five uh a lot of my problems stem from the fact that by the time i was where i had to go to school i had difficulty learning to eat now that might sound crazy because i don't know too many people that have experienced that but uh Uh, I did, and uh, I I guess the big problem there was that the lady that talked to my parents about me coming over there, when Mom tried to explain this about my eating, you know, I was still eating either soft foods or, in some cases, still baby food, and I'm like about five years old, and she, oh, that's no problem. We know just what to do. We'll work with him. We'll have him eating in two or three weeks. Well. But see and there was no there wasn't in my area here you on know, Eastern Shore of Maryland. There was no mainstreaming, that was that was all who you, you know, they was like, No, there's no way, no way, no how can he go to school here? He you know, so mom said, you know, he's got to go to school somewhere, so they sent me over there. And uh, it was it was it was pretty traumatic. Uh, as to how my education, uh, I I guess I got as best an education that they could give me. Uh part of my the i didn't want to be there in the first place so the school part of it the learning it wasn't so bad in the earlier years as it got uh as i got older i got this disinterested and uh, uh i just all i wanted to do was just get through it and, and just do what what i could and and get out so uh but having said mm-hmm. all that i do feel like that at some point in time I don't know when that time should be, but at some point in time, blind kids have to net. They've got to be able to network with other people. You know, if you go to mainstream, and maybe that's a little bit more possible now. Uh, they've got to know how you know to be to be able to exchange. You know how other blind uh, people do things. Uh, so. And maybe that's being done now. I, I hope so. But at five years old, four or five years old, going away from home, that's that's kind of a shock to me. Or at least it was to me. And maybe to oh, other yeah. kids as well. So um, yeah. I can't remember what some of the other mm-hmm. questions that, that you you want us to answer. But, um,
1: well, well, let me just ask you this real quick. If you could go back and change anything, Tom, would you go to residential? Or would you think you might want to go to mainstream if you could have done that? Or... or- a combination
2: of both what do you think about that i think maybe uh if i if it, it could have been maybe start out in mainstream and then maybe maybe go later on in fact mom had said later on that what she wished she had done it started me later over there like instead of going when i was maybe waited a year or two it may be that by that point i would have learned i would have gotten to where i could to food. And, and like I said, mm-hmm. I don't uh, to this day, I don't know what that was all about. I really don't. I honestly don't know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took me a long while mm-hmm. I got to I out to where, and I still am slow. I, I I can eat fairly normal, but there's a lot of foods that I've, I've never tried because of it. Um, but, you know, I, I do mm-hmm. eat, but I was very small. I'm still kind of on the small side. So that's just that's just mm-hmm. how that is. Mm-hmm. I, I got through it. I, I survived it somehow. So, um, you know, that's yeah, uh, but uh yeah, maybe, that, maybe
1: yeah, okay. No, I was gonna say that's the mainstream, and hopefully, you your your uh your repertoire of of foods has has increased. I I would hope. Yeah,
2: would, a little right? bit. You know, I I eat stuff that I people never okay. thought that I would eat. Like I never ate hamburgers and stuff like that when I was a youngster. Um, wow. You know, wow, uh, okay. it was like I was probably in my <gasps> and, teens before I really got to I could eat really. You know uh, the things you're supposed to eat. Uh, so that's and, that.
1: and you missed, and you missed out on the macaroni and cheese and all Well, that no, I, I
2: can eat that. I can eat that. And stuff like that I would <laughs> that eat. That was
1: my favorite.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's very, I love, I yeah. love that crab macaroni and cheese. That stuff is good stuff. Oh, Not there Not good you go. necessarily, yeah. but it's good stuff. So.
1: Yeah, good. Well, but, Tom, thanks for sharing. I'm glad you came.
2: Well, good to be here. I thought I would, I would come and I heard that this what this was going to be about. So I thought I'd come in and and listen and 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 put in my two cents worth. So you, well, Chris, you certainly cool. you struck a nerve. There's like 23 participants on here, and you've got wow. eight, you've got eight hands up. So a lot of uh, interest right. in this topic. So that's let's it. move on. Ryan
8: Mann.
1: Uh, hi, Ryan. Welcome.
8: Hey, thank thank you. Uh, well, I, I I went to elementary elementary school in uh, ma- mainstream, and there was a couple problems with that. Uh, one, like during recess, I wasn't allowed to participate in the same things that the kids who were sorry could. And then the other thing was mm-hmm. that um, I was taking out regular classroom for a few hours a day for to be with but a, uh, a, a vision teacher so that so then
0: mm-hmm. I
8: had to I had to I had a lot more homework be, because I had to catch up on whatever they did in the classroom I had to do it at home so I had like two hours of homework whereas the other kids would just have like a half an hour or something um uh. and, and then and then, then I went for middle school and high school. I went to the Florida School for the Blind. And, uh, and I think, I think I, I uh, overall that experience was good. I think the, the only thing that, um, that maybe could have been better is that when it came time for me to go to college, I wasn't, it was a really big adjustment because, um, you know at at school for the blind you had everything in in braille but um in college you had to do figure out uh, other ways to do stuff so that that took me a little while to adjust to that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah i can understand that i i would think one of the main adjustments of folks who who go from a, a a blind school too, a regular school too, would be just to be able to deal with with the sighted kids too. You know, you, you're out there with all the kiddos, and it's a little bit different. It's not you're you're not as, um, you know, it's it's not sheltering at all. So yeah, thank uh, you so much, Ryan, for sharing that.
8: You're welcome. Uh, next, we have Donna W. Hello,
1: Donna W. Welcome.
9: Hello. um speaking of kiddos and culture shock I can speak about Mm -hmm. that um Mm
5: -hmm.
9: when I started out I well first of all I was born with low vision I was legally blind when from birth so um now of course my parents they had to figure things out and I was born at a time when I mean, you have a baby and mom and dad had to kind of, you know, make a lot of, I mean, today there's probably a lot more resources available and a lot more that people can, you know, they could just go online and say, Google blindness or visual impairment. And, and they can probably mm-hmm. come up with all kinds of resources that, you know, would maybe give them some direction and what, what to do, where to go, how to, you know, what, what do you do with your baby? Um, but of course they didn't have the Mm -hmm. internet and, and everything. Well, anyway, so, um, they did find a day program for blind or visually impaired children. So I was lucky that I did not have to go to a residential, uh, school and I loved that day program. And I went there and of course, when you're a child, sometimes you're in la-la land. You think, oh, this is so wonderful. Mm-hmm. I was so happy to go to mm-hmm. school because everybody was my friend and I I loved everybody and we mm-hmm. all loved each other. We were great. We And I was getting a good education and I was getting orientation and mobility instruction and we were, um, but the purpose of the program was to eventually mainstream us. And mm-hmm. it came to a time for me to be mainstreamed and let me tell you, That is where I had the issues. The children did not understand Mm -hmm. when I needed more attention from a teacher in the classroom. I got taunted. I Mm -hmm. got all kinds of stuff from those kids. And when you go Mm -hmm. from a school uh, setting where everybody loves you and you love everyone else and it's just wonderful and... You know, you're like in Mm -hmm. fairyland, and all of a sudden you're dumped into that. I'm telling you, it is a culture shock. There's no other word for it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. The long term of that is that I'm very cautious with people. And there was a time that I probably would not be coming. If I came to this call at all, I would be sitting and just listening. And if somebody said, well, you've had some experiences, why don't you share my answer would be, mm-hmm. oh, uh, that's okay, other people, you know, I, I really went through such a period of just withdrawing into my shell until I got to, like, junior and senior high, oh. and I got into choir, mm-hmm. and the kids there, when they heard my voice, and they heard that I could sing, suddenly, I had the respect, and whether I had the respect of any, everybody oh. else in school wonderful or not... I had the respect of those people in choir. And um, Mm -hmm. I had mobility instruction throughout um, school, I had an itinerant that would come in at least once a week. um, And I would end up in in junior and senior high, I was taken out during study hall. And in elementary school, believe it or not, I did not go to gym. I was so thankful when the, when my itinerant said, well, you're going to have to give up your gym class to come work with me because, um, you know, cause a lot of times in, in elementary school, they played sports and I was so afraid of getting hit mm-hmm. with a ball or oh. falling down. And I was more afraid mm. to participate in gym. It wasn't that you know, and I'm just not a sports person. So I was like, Oh, good. So I get to give up my gym class to come. And I enjoyed for the most part, I think it did give me um, Mm -hmm. a well rounded. um, But socially, I suffered. And so what my parents did, and I'm just I'm almost done. What my parents did, they found a camp for blind children. And a lot of my friends who are mainstream decided they wanted to go to that camp too. We all ended up going at the same time and at times and other times I would go by myself. And I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, if there's any parents out there listening, what I would advise is if you're mainstreaming your child, um, make sure that you give them those opportunities too, to be with other blind or visually impaired Mm -hmm. people, because I have quality of life. Yeah, I have quality of life mm-hmm. and I can, because I had some hard knocks growing up, mm-hmm. I feel like I can mm-hmm. advocate for myself. I'm very resourceful. I'm not afraid to, okay, I can't, I, this isn't working the way I want it to. So let me go figure out how do I work from here? So um, mm-hmm. that, that's, mm-hmm. that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs>
1: excellent excellent points donna thank you so much for sharing and thank you for being here thank you
2: lisa brooks
1: yes lisa hello welcome
2: oh lisa you're breaking up real bad i don't know she, what's going um, on thanks there. for letting me you...
10: share and i
1: she's on the wave yeah she was on the wave go ahead lisa okay, so better? There you,
5: there you go there you're back yes
1: ma'am okay that's better
10: Okay. Um. So I just want to say I, I appreciate hearing others' experiences. And I was, um, my mom didn't want to send me to the blind school in Northern California because she thought I was too young and it was too far away. Um, it was like six, seven hours. Aww. So what we ended up doing was I was in a um resource room for the first first through third grade. Um, and I was there all day and there were only maybe about seven or eight of us. Um, and I lived about a half hour away, but what they did was w- since we were so far out, they would send a bus and I was like the second person mm-hmm. to get picked up on the bus. <laughs> and um, then oh. we'd pick up like 18 other people and then we'd go to the big city um, so from first Now, were grade, these all visually impaired people? Were these all visually impaired no, people? No, well, it was all different, different types of disabilities. Um, Oh, and, what a and great so, experience then. Well, it was kind, it was interesting, except for the fact that I would leave for school at... I would leave, I would get on the bus at 6.30, and I'd get to school at 8.30, and then in the afternoon, I would leave school at 3, and I would get home at 4.30, so... I spent oh, okay. a lot of time mm-hmm. on the bus, which is probably why I learned to like to read, because you couldn't do a whole lot on the bus other than to read. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so anyway, from from first to eighth, and then when I went to fourth grade, um, then I spent most of the day in the resource room, except I went to regular class to do math, not math, um, to do English and history. Um, And I Mm -hmm. will say the person who the resource teacher that we had did a really good job of preparing the students um, in whatever class I was going to go into for English and Mm -hmm. history. Mm -hmm. He gave them a talk about, you know, blindness and he showed them Braille and made Braille sound really, really cool. So he did a good job of kind of easing the path into that type of transition. Um, Mm -hmm. The thing that, that I wish that, maybe he would have done better. Well, there were two things. One was we had an o instructor come um, and, and I had him for like one hour on Tuesday and one hour on Thursday or something like that. And that's mm-hmm. the only time mm-hmm. that the cane was taken out. And so I learned how to use the cane when I was in O&M class. Mm-hmm. But as soon as the O&M teacher left, the cane went back into the closet and I'm totally blind. So everything that I did from going from Um, the resource room to the classroom was either by sighted guide or just kind of trailing or just kind of walking and hearing and you know so I didn't really use the cane until Mm -hmm. I decided that I was tired of riding uh three hours on the bus every day and when I went to high school I decided to go to my local high school um and that was a total shock to me um, because I went from <laughs> having sure the was. way paved to the only people I knew in in my local high school were my brothers, who were older than me, and those people oh, had never okay. seen a blind person before, and so uh, and I was a real, you know, I I um, you know, I was shy and turning into a teenager, and you're kind of feeling awkward sure, anyway, sure. Um, mm-hmm. so that was a really the first year was my freshman year of high school was very difficult because it was a really huge transition that I really didn't I don't Mm -hmm. feel like I was really prepared for um because Mm -hmm. even though I had made friends when I had been in mainstreamed Mm -hmm. um there was kind of like I said a way that was sort of prepared people were expecting me to come and and but this was totally different um and you learn Mm -hmm. pretty fast the hard way that if you don't if you don't speak out and introduce yourself, there are very few extroverted people who will come and talk to you first. Right. Um, Right. Right. So, Uh so, and in some ways, you know, you, I guess you learned that earlier and maybe that's a good thing. Um, But the, Mm -hmm. the other point I wanted to make was then, but coming out of high school, my itinerant teacher that I had, um, you know, he only focused on academics. Um, And so, Mm -hmm. I do remember there was a lady who came in like second or third grade and I don't know, she only came like twice and I don't know why they never had her come back because she was cool Um, because she taught me how to write my name in print and she taught me Mm -hmm. how to spread peanut butter and jelly on a piece of bread.
5: Um, isn't that awesome and, that is and, so awesome I, I, and
10: I think it's really cool because you know, here I, I am it. you know and and I really remember her and I remember what she taught me
1: yeah
5: and like I said
10: she only Aww. was there like two times I don't know why she, they never had her come back um but so Aww. when I graduated from high school I knew how to print my name and I knew how to put um make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> but that was the only living skill stuff I got um because my oh, my other gosh. teachers were only focused on ac- academics and my mom didn't know you know right. how, she was kind of always right. afraid to let me in the kitchen so when i right, went to right, um yeah. <laughs> to learn those to a training center to learn um these types of things i met my roommate happened to be a a, a young lady who had gone to uh the residential uh school for the blind and I remember being so jealous of her because she knew things, she knew how to do things that I didn't, like, she knew how to put uh-huh. on makeup, she had, um. Oh. she had gone to a senior prom, you know, because I guess they have proms and dances and things, and, and I didn't do any of that during my high school days, uh-huh. part of it is because I was, I, yeah. I, um, I you know dates and stuff um and i was also Mm -hmm. i was very shy and i was i also became very religious Mm -hmm. at the time so guys didn't really want (laughs) (laughs)
7: you you've you've got nine hands fresh so just so you know yeah Yeah.
10: um anyway that's that's all i wanted to say was just that 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 you know different experiences so thank you okay well, thank you so much for
1: sharing that. I appreciate it. Very interesting, and and it's amazing how you you mm. always remember that you were taught how to make peanut butter and jelly.
6: Right, I do. <laughs> that's awesome.
5: <Yeah. laughs> Out of hey. everything yeah. else, she
2: remembers
6: well, that <laughs> well,
5: she had three kids, so that was very important. I'm sure. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right.
2: all right. Um. All right. To go into a lady who I hope had a good convention this weekend, Pam Coffee. Hey,
1: Pam, hello. I
11: did. I had a very good uh, state convention. Of course, you know, all of us are worn out, tired, but it was a lot of fun. Um, so I I was Main Street when I started. Uh-huh. Was Well, it was before I started elementary school. I would have been maybe three or four. Uh they i grew up in the city of atlanta or the atlanta area and they started a program there that the um they had resource teachers who would mm-hmm. come to certain of the elementary schools and um my apologies for the noise i'm unpacking as we speak <laughs> uh, and, and always searching for something that that's that's a given you there's always that one item okay where did that go uh, but okay. we had a um, we had this program where they we had resource teachers and so I was uh-huh. mainstreamed all the way through school now I uh-huh. realized that maybe I would have learned some things in a residential setting uh, that I didn't okay. learn in as a mainstream, but I feel like my education was better. It prepared oh, me for college, it prepared mm-hmm. me for extracurricular activities,
0: mm-hmm.
11: it prepared me for just well, living in a sighted world. And yeah. Yes. yes, occasionally a kid mm-hmm. would pick on me, but mm-hmm. I learned, you know, more or less how to deal with that uh, mm-hmm. a lot better than I would mm-hmm. have had I been in a, a residential school. Right. Now, talk mm-hmm. about culture okay. shock. After college, I was looking for a job and it was suggested that I go to this residential center that is affiliated with the state school for the blind. It was the worst okay. kind of culture. Just, yeah. Well, it, it was the worst kind of no, culture well, shock. I to... Yeah. Worst culture really? shock in the world. Oh. Yeah. So. Wow. Uh, and so okay. people who have never... Been to a residential school, I would not advise you going to a residential school after you have graduated from college. (coughs) Uh, Yeah, it was like, I mean, we we were treated like babies. Uh, uh, You know, regulations like like elementary school. And that was no fun. So um, Uh, yeah. And, and, oh, yes, and, oh, by the way, it did not help me find a job. (laughs) Uh, So Uh, I'm really glad that I did the way I did. Okay, good, uh, good.
1: Well, thank you, Pam. That's my story, and I am sticking to it.
4: And right, thank thanks. you
1: again for being here. We appreciate your comments. And guys, just so you know, we have about nine hands and we're we're past the 30-minute mark. We want to hear about your, gotcha. your story, but if you can keep it brief, we would appreciate that. So who is next, Mr. Ray?
7: Okay. Next is Carla Hayes.
1: Hey, Carla. Hey, how are
6: you doing? And for the record, there are 134 days till Christmas, so you better get to oh. it. Okay. <laughs> No, it's not quite here. But that's the anyway. last thing I needed to hear. <laughs> I know I, I like to torture people, and I I torture my students like that. I'll come in and I'll well, say 122 may- days till Christmas, and stu- yeah. and teachers never smile till Christmas. So, and please. maybe it'll cool things off too. Yeah, so let's true. go, Carla. All righty. Well, ahead. I would like to say that um, I started out. Um, I I had the best of both worlds. I started out when I was three, going on four. I was sent to the Western Pennsylvania School for Blind Children, and I lived Lived too far away to come home, so I had to live there. Um, you know, I'd come home for weekends sometimes and things, but it was it was hard because I was bullied. I was bullied a whole lot. I was bullied by students. Oh. I was bullied by teachers. I got homesick, but for as many that bullied me, I also had some very good teachers, very good academic mm-hmm. preparation, very good mobility mm-hmm. and techniques of daily living training and my parents were fighting mm-hmm. to get me into public school and my local school district would not take me until uh, the fall of 1975 when mainstream became the law and I was in my sophomore year. And then I was mainstreamed into Peters Township High School. And um, mm-hmm. um, I will say that, uh, that those were the happiest three years of my life. Um, I had oh. an itinerant teacher who had the very unfortunate name of Mrs. Witchy. <laughs> and she was the <laughs> nicest person in the world. I remember saying to her, how'd you get that name? And she said, I got buried. <laughs> but she only came to see me one day a week for 45 minutes. And it was because oh, she was uh-huh. split between six school districts. And she said the first day, boy, oh. I'm glad you know braille and I'm glad you know mobility because I don't have much time to work with you, but she was a great help. Mm-hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. um, when I got to the school, it was very inclusive. My mother took me over there and taught me. We walked to and from school several days until I learned that. And then we went over to the empty school building and walked my schedule. So I went from class to class with my cane and I had no assistance at all. And the culture Good. shock came the first day of school when I was sitting in my first period class and the bell rang and everybody just was gone. And Mr. Abraham, it was World Cultures, he came over to me, says, Carla, you can leave now. And I said, aren't we going to line up? And he says, we don't do that here. And I started to cry. I was <laughs> so embarrassed. And he oh was God. going out oh, the door so and he, he taps me on the shoulder and he said, have a chocolate covered pretzel. And it was the first one I ever tasted my <laughs> life. And every time eaten, I oh. speak him, I to him. But the teachers kept oh. on saying to me, If this doesn't work, you can always go back. You can always go back and i said uh, ma'am sir with all due respect i am not going back get used to me because i am going to do this mm-hmm. I'm going to work mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. was the happiest three for years you. of my life and i got to take most things they wouldn't let me take driver's ed for some reason <laughs> yeah. oh i, I
5: can't threatened. believe I was,
6: that it was discrimination <laughs> um, you know, i was in the band the choir just, and what they oh. did for gym was wonderful <laughs> i was in an adaptive gym class Okay. Mm. And I learned in that adaptive (laughs) gym class life skills that I used the rest of my life, like weightlifting and bicycling and nutrition and sit up. Isn't that cool? How cool. And then it prepared me because there was no resource teacher. I was the only blind kid in the school. And then that prepared me Mm -hmm. for college. I went to a small Christian college. And I was the only mm-hmm. blind student there, and there was no resource office. And you go. The only thing I'll say, it right. came at a price because I missed a lot of family things, and there are parts of family memories that um you know I'll never have, and I just I wasn't a yeah. part of. Okay, but I will yeah. say that it's, well, it was the best of both worlds, and I wouldn't change anything. So that's all I'm going to say because I know also, you're stretched for time. And thanks, Ray, and thanks, yeah. Um, Trish Ray Ray. Is, oh, thank you.
1: Thank, Ray. thank Ray. you for being here, uh Carla. Always, always welcome on my calls, that's for sure. All right. All right, Mr. Ray, jane Corona. jane Miss Jane, how are you, ma'am?
12: I'm good. Hello, everyone.
1: Good. Um, I I went to uh oh, is she well, breaking okay. up or is it me? Oh, is it is it back? Been-
5: you're kind of you're kind of going in the okay i think you are in and out a little bit is that yeah. is that there there you 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 okay. you're, you're,
7: you're there now i think yeah
12: i was trying to turn my voice over off it was talking to me anyway um i went to a school for the blind i remember you tom coffin uh, i went mm-hmm. to the Maryland school for the blind for from fifth grade on up through um 12th grade i was i was homesick the first couple of months but it was a wonderful experience i Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed my time there. I got a good education. My class was uh, about 30, 33 people. It was the largest class in the school at that time. Um, and it was mm-hmm. the, I think it was probably the last that was strictly academic. Um, so I had a good, good experience. I had a lot of friends. It was really good that that we didn't have to worry about fitting in anywhere because everybody was blind or visually impaired and we'd answer, we didn't know how we're going to get this read and so we could concentrate on our education. We had for the last two years those of us who were college bound were uh, we went to a public high school for three classes every morning and that was supposed to prepare us for getting ready for college and we didn't fit in so well there. Uh, it was a class in my in um, baltimore county maryland and those kids were hard um and i remember one day we we got on the bus we got on before anybody else and we each sat in a different seat trying to convince them Mm -hmm. to sit by us and talk to us the reaction of those kids was something that i will not repeat um it was not good anyway but i had a good experience and when I went off to college, I don't remember it being a culture shock. I went to a small, it was a small college then on the eastern shore of Maryland and um, had a good experience, well, pretty much there too. Um, not as mm-hmm. not as much social interactions. I had friends, but I, I think I was probably the only person in the world that went through four years of a co-ed college without a single date, um, but I was shy and quiet, you know. Um, but anyway, um, mm-hmm. it was a good experience and I'm, I'm very happy that I went okay. to the residential school and I would, if I had a choice, okay. I would do the same thing again.
1: Thanks. Okay. Excellent. And thank you, Jane, for being here. Appreciate it. Thanks for sharing. Okay. Sandra, Jane, next,
2: Sandra
13: Burgess. Hi, Sandra. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having this topic today. Um, I started out, uh-huh in school in 1957. And we didn't have any special ed laws or anything. There was Perkins School for the Blind about two hours away from me. My father wanted to send me there. My mother wanted to keep me in my neighborhood. So I started public school. I was the only kid. They couldn't find a Braille teacher in first grade till March. So uh, Mm -hmm. I... I don't remember this, but I was annoyed and frustrated because I couldn't learn what the other kids were learning. So if I had stuff on my Uh desk, I would throw it somewhere. And I got Uh in trouble with the teacher because I could see colors. She would give me beads from kindergarten, and she would say, okay, I want you to put all red on here or whatever. I got in Mm -hmm. trouble one day because I couldn't tell purple from black. Uh Um, I got headaches because I had to get so darn close to see colors. Uh-huh. Um, and then I started learning Braille. I still have one of my Dick G- Dick and Jane books here. Nobody else mm-hmm. needed it. Um, finally, oh, and my mother learned Braille. So my mother would Braille some of my books a little bit, what I needed each day. Give me a few pages stuck together. Um, uh-huh. Braille to using a slate and stylus. Okay. okay. And. As it progressed, the books got longer, harder to do all this stuff into Braille, and there were things Mm -hmm. that they didn't know how they were going to teach me in junior high, like cooking, and I don't know what else. So, I transitioned. I went to Perkins in seventh grade and stayed there. It was very hard in the beginning because the social worker said I had to stay for a month and couldn't come home. Um, Right. Anyway, it was and i won't go into a big story but it was quite a different right cu- culture thing being in with all these other blind kids instead of being uh-huh. the only blind kid in public school right but i the advantages were that i did get to do some stuff i wasn't very great at sports but i did get to do sports and you know, like adapted basketball and baseball and bowling and we had a bowling alley and um Gotcha. All stuff mm-hmm. like that that they would not permit me to do in public school, and they didn't know how to teach me.
1: Right. Right. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing. We appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome. Right.
2: And, Chris, uh, just let you know, it's about 12 minutes to the hour, and uh, okay. we've got five hands. So Okay.
1: So, guys, try to keep it as brief as you can. We want to try to get everybody in. So, who's next, right?
2: Deborah Kendrick.
1: Ooh. Hello, Miss Debra.
14: Well, hello. I I, I came in a little bit late, but I saw the topic, hello. and I've just been fascinated listening to all these stories. This could be a book, guys. This is really fun. Good. <laughs> mm-hmm. <I> um, could. <laughs> so let's see. My uh, and and I have to say, Jane Corona, you were shy. What? Um. Anyway, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. Um, so. You know, I I go back really far. Um, So uh, when I I became blind when I was five, and um, it turned out that a program in Toledo, Ohio, a resource classroom in a public school, opened just in time for me to go to first grade. So, you know, that was the deal where you learned Braille and so forth in that room, and then as soon as you were able to... Read and such, they'd send you to what they called out classes down the hall to be with the sighted kids. Mm. And so oh, I've, I've always been very proud of saying that I was very quickly reading with the sighted kids, and I was a bluebird. Those were the fast readers, even though I was the right. only braille right. reader. So I was there mm-hmm. okay. for five years. Um, the school went to sixth or eighth grade, I don't remember which, but I skipped third grade, and in sixth grade, the problem was they had more children than space because they, you know, the state laws where you could only have 10 kids in those classes. And so they had to get rid of somebody. Mm -hmm. So I and another kid were the experiment sent to my neighborhood school. Kenneth was sent because he was older. He was 14 and um, really ready for eighth grade. And um, so, anyway, seventh hmm. and eighth grade were miserable. I had no um, okay. no special services, no itinerant teacher person. They didn't know what to do. They had a braille transcriber okay. come and hang out with me at lunch, so I got to read all these grown up okay. stories for her. That was fun. Okay, but all right. so what's what what was I think saved okay. me? They sent me once a week back to my resource classroom school and that teacher did two wonderful things for me because she didn't you know I I was beyond everybody so she had me continue typing which I'd already been doing but she said you you need to type even faster so I worked through all the typing exercises and I I think I think really by seventh grade I was like 120 words a minute or something and then she bought a grade three braille book and she gave it to me and she said Mm -hmm. I'm not going to learn this, but you are, because you're really going to need it when you go to high school. And so she had me work through all those lessons. And then the thing that was especially.
1: Deborah, we're going to have to move on here pretty quickly. We only have 10 minutes. Okay. Just so you know. Okay. Yeah. There's there's one
14: thing that I I wanted to share because I think about this a lot. Between eighth and ninth grade, my parents moved. And they moved out of the school system. There was was no support for kids with disabilities, blah, blah, blah. And my stepfather um, was a consummate salesman. And that summer, as kids would pass by, he sort of reeled in all the teenage girls and introduced them all to me. And we all should have that. We should have those as adults. We should have, you know, like this person who could, eyeball people were going to like and introduce us because by the time school started, Mm -hmm. even though there were no services for me, there were no textbooks, no itinerant teacher. I had friends and I had a fabulous high school life. Um, You know, it was okay. And I, you know, I did not get mobility until Mm -hmm. I was uh, ready for college because nobody knew about it. But, But right. Well, but there's, but, but friends is, you know, that uh-huh. that social element can pick up the slack for everything
1: else, I think. So anyway,
4: right. there you go. Okay. Carry on.
1: All
5: right. Thank you, okay.
1: Deborah, very, very much. I'm glad you're here. All I'm right. Gonna, um, right. I'm going to jump in here and jump over here to Don Moore, who okay. has been waiting for a long time. I'd like to get
7: him in next if we can. Go ahead. Michelle. Sure. That's fine. Yeah. Hi there. Um, hi. I, I went actually started out in with a braille resource room the school there was one house between my parents house and the school that the resource room was in so i was going to go to the school regardless and um problem was the old man was a troublemaker in school and they remembered him and so i didn't i didn't skate like i did when i went to the institute anyway i had a resource room and um, went to kindergarten first, second, part of third grade in that school. Then I, I, we moved, and we didn't really want me to go hot riding on the bus into school, so we rode me on a bus to another school where I wanted to be in the only blind kid having a resource person about three hours like. Uh, it was about three hours a week, which. And um, how was that experience? It was okay. I covered well. I was fortunate. My my my, my parents were big advocates. My mom was blind anyway, mm-hmm. and my dad was a huge They're problem healthy. solver. He loved solving yeah. problems. Yeah. So yeah. I oh, go to parochial okay. school. He's on the board. And making sure that they got my nose to the grindstone and learned. Uh, junior okay. high school, good. good. Junior high school, a resource room again. And uh, okay, it was interesting because uh, theres a lot of good social when high school though, I went to the New York Institute for the Education of the Blind, which is of course a yeah. residential okay. school. And yeah. Uh, uh, it was a, okay, don. Right, but i was lucky my mom was a good good person there so that covered me for about the first good. week i didn't get trouble so okay but well i okay, learned okay, from good. college all right
1: great all right don thank you for being here it sounds like you had the best of both worlds right really well, actually guys yeah um I just I, I hate to rush people through. Uh we're four minutes to the top of the hour. I, I, I did put in for um for an extra fifteen. I don't know if it showed up on the schedule or not, Ray.
7: I didn't see um, it.
1: okay. So actually technically we only have five minutes and I hate to cut you guys short, but very quickly, if you can tell us just very, very briefly about we've your got experience. two
5: hands, two hands left.
1: Okay, good. So maybe we can doing take those. That. We're not so we doing can take that. those. Okay. So it's
5: Kim. Right, who... Kim K, I think it is. Uh, you can unmute. <laughs> That's
14: me. Hello. Hi, Kim. Of... Welcome. Hey. Um, I went through regular school, and um, yeah, the first few years were hard because little kids are mean, you know. But my mom used to tell me him, they're just showing you how ignorant they are. Just ignore them. You know, um, junior high and high school, I had friends because I had a neighbor who was going to go into seventh grade and so on the first day, she introduced me to all her friends and seven through twelve was wonderful. It was
13: great. So that's my story.
1: Okay. And I just want to say, next week, for those that we haven't gotten to, because I see we have more hands than we did (laughs) before, if you want to, I'm going to try to have maybe an open forum next week. So, maybe those that didn't get to participate this week, please come back next week, as as we do want to hear your thoughts about this. So, who do Mm -hmm. we have next, Ray? Really quick.
2: Okay, the last hand I think we're going to be able to take is Beth.
1: All right, Miss Beth, you got about two minutes, dear.
5: Okay, I might come back next Sunday. I went to um, Catholic school for the first nine years, but since I was a military brat, um, you moved sometimes from school to school. Now, I did learn mobility early in, in the U.K., but then uh, mm-hmm. they were never that interested in it when I came to the schools over here. And I didn't really have a lot of friends in, um, in some of those schools, in the sc- I, uh, and I wanted to go to the school for the blind. My mom, my mom really didn't want me or my sister to go. She's a high partial. But when I got to go, mm-hmm. my sister says, I'm going with you. And, uh, that was the elephant in the room. We did not, both of us left home when we were 18 because, uh, by then we resented my mom because she really didn't want to send us there earlier and. And uh, we got right. bullied a lot in, in Catholic school and stuff, and the nuns wouldn't really do anything about it. And I don't know. It was just kind of weird.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay. I can talk that more about cool. it next All week right. if you want to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Everybody, if you want to come back next week, please do, because we do want to give you an opportunity mm-hmm. to share and and, you know, share with us what you think was best, how it benefited you, that kind of thing. So let me just say at this point, thank you, everyone, for being here. Thank you, Ray, for hosting. I appreciate everyone coming today. And you all have a good rest of your Sunday. Have a wonderful week. And we will see you again next Sunday on Your Thoughts at 1 p.m. Eastern. Bye-bye, everybody.